1: Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com businessgrowth Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast is enjoying inclusion on lists of the best podcasts to listen to. From MSNBC's Your Business to Inc.com, Proven, Fit Small Business, People First, the list goes on and on and on. And this is really um, due in large part to the guests that I have the pleasure and honor of speaking with. These are folks who have expertise in certain areas of business. They come on the podcast and talk to me, share their expertise so that you, the listeners, can take that information back into your business and be more successful. Today is no different. Today, my guest is Ty Crandall. Ty is an internationally known speaker, author, pod show host, and business credit expert. With over 16 years of financial experience, Ty is recognized as an authority in business credit building, business credit scoring, and business credit repair. He's the author of two popular books on credit named Perfect Credit, and Business Credit Decoded. He's often interviewed on radio and news shows, TV programs, and magazines, including Entrepreneur and Inc. Ty currently serves as the CEO of Credit Suite, where he has helped create and grow one of the biggest and most credible business coaching operations in the United States. Thanks so much for joining me today, Ty.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: I'm thrilled to have you here. Business credit is a topic we have not talked about in a tremendously long time, which is um, bad on me because it's a really important (laughs) topic.
2: Well, we'll fix (laughs) that that today.
1: Awesome.
0: Okay, good. Um,
1: So what I'd like you to do is really start with explaining what business credit is, please.
2: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you're obviously familiar with personal credit, right? I mean, you, you know, you're born, you're given a social security number when you get to be 18 years old, you can start going out and applying and obtaining credit, um, whether it be credit cards or, or home loans or auto loans or other kind of loans. And then as you get approved, those accounts start to report on your credit report. And as you continue to use that credit, pay the bills and get more credit the credit credit profile score continues to build business credits, exactly the same thing. It's just for a business, you know, so when a business is born, it typically in most cases is issued an EIN number and the business then has the ability to start building a credit profile and a score under that EIN number. And the business can start qualifying for credit cards, can qualify for uh, uh, auto vehicle financing um, using their business credit quality only. And then it also helps make it easier for business owners to obtain loans, credit lines, and other kind of financing as well, even including commercial mortgages.
1: Okay, so this is so interesting. I love that explanation because it just makes so much sense to me that that I get it because I think a lot of people think that they have to either, you know, be at a certain stage of business or I just think there's a whole bunch of things people think that are not necessarily true about getting credit as a
2: business. Agreed. A lot of people do. And, and, you know, part of that's perpetuated by credit issuers, you know, they've kind of had this luxury of medium and larger sized businesses knowing about this while small businesses don't. So I think uh, the, the designation, I think, is like $10 million. And when businesses start to get to that medium sized business realm of 10 million or plus, you know, this is when they start bringing in accountants and bookkeepers and CFOs and financially savvy people. And these financial savvy people, people basically know about business credit. They know about corporate credit. They get involved. They start helping the business owner separate this liability and separate these credit profiles. But the problem is, is that, you know, entrepreneur reports about 90% of business owners don't know what business credit is. And almost all of that 90% are small business owners, business owners that own less than a $10 million business. So ironically, the people that need business credit the most, the startups, the small businesses, are the ones that just don't have the knowledge of of how to get it. And eventually they they get it because they hire financial people that can help them. But in the beginning stage, you're right. A lot of people don't know a lot of people think that it is only for the bigger businesses. They don't know the steps. They kind of fall victim to some of those myths uh, to believe that it's not right for them, that it won't work for them when it actually will.
1: Yeah. I I, I'm so glad that, that we're talking about this. And and one of those things that I'd like you to talk about is, If businesses can really get business credit without personal, you know, without um, getting a check on their personal credit.
2: Sure, right. Well, and that's the benefit of business credit. Now, there's a lot of benefits of of building business credit, but the one thing everybody should know is a business credit is really designed for a business to fund itself. You know, statistics show that about 75% of business owners are getting money from family and friends, and even higher percentage are using personal assets and personal credit to fund their business. The problem is, is that personal credits never designed to fund a business. You know, one of the core components of any kind of credit is called capacity and the capacity that an individual has is much less than what a business has. So for example, you know, you're never going to need to spend $10,000 at Dell on a personal credit card because you don't ever need to spend 10000 for home computers for your house. But in a business, a business could easily spend $10,000, 20000 $40,000 at Dell in one shot to be able to put computers into an actual office. So because of this, the limits are substantially higher. On business credit cards than consumer credit and when people are trying to use consumer credit cards to fund their business the limits are so much smaller they're not designed for that they oftentimes max out the credit cards that really damages their scores making it harder to be able to get the financing credit they want both personally and for the business. And as you mentioned, then they're also putting inquiries on the personal credit report. So they're adversely affecting their utilization, the, the the building of the balances using personal credit cards, which affects 30% of their FICO score. Then they're putting inquiries on their personal credit report, which adversely affects another 10% of the score. So just by trying to use personal credit to fund the, the business, they're adversely affecting 40% of their scores, really hurting their personal credit. Business credit's designed fundamentally so you don't have to do that. It's designed for they get higher limit accounts that the business actually needs and can use for the business to fund itself. It's where the business can stand on its own using its own credit profile and score to qualify. So the business owner doesn't need to use their personal. So there is no personal inquiries. So business credit is designed to fix a lot of those mistakes that a lot of consumers are making or business owners are making trying to use their consumer credit to fill the void that business credit's designed to fill
1: okay so you said earlier that you know it's like once you it's like the personal thing you know once you get out there and you're doing stuff then you can apply for credit and you can build a credit score so so you're saying that like for a business it's the same way that they does it matter how long they've been in business
2: No, it doesn't. As a matter of fact, you know, a lot of businesses can and will be issued a failing business credit score, even if they have no business credit reporting, which is something that we're not used to. So it fundamentally is the same. As a consumer, you have a credit profile and score. You use it to obtain all kinds of credit and financing. The more credit you get, the more credit and financing you can qualify to get. It's exactly the same thing for a business. A business has a credit profile and score that's linked to the EIN. It's provided through three credit reporting agencies agencies, Dun & Bradstreet, Dun & Bradstreet's the biggest business credit reporting agency that exists, um, way bigger than any other even consumer reporting agency, then there's Equifax and Experian which have commercial divisions which handle business credit. Now we're familiar with Equifax and Experian here in the United States because they also handle our consumer credit. So Dun & Bradstreet, Equifax and Experian populate these business credit reports for a business and the more credit the business qualifies for the more credits reporting the higher the limits they get on the on the subsequent credit that they get and the more credit and financing they can start qualifying for but again the problem is is that unlike with consumer credit where you have to mess up to get bad scores in the business world just the fact that you exist as a business and don't have credit by itself defines you as high risk. So when the credit reporting agencies discover that your business exists because your secretary of state records, they get the information from you're applying for applications of credit or loans. When they get this information, they populate a credit report and will give you a failing score even when you have no credit actually reported. So yeah, businesses have credit profiles and scores just like individuals, but there are some key differences like the fact that you could be issued a failing score even when you have no credit reporting.
1: Wow, that's incredible because I could see people thinking, I'm I'm doing great. I have no credit cards. I have no lines of credit. I have nothing to worry about in the business. I'm paying for everything. But that's actually working against them is what you're saying.
2: Absolutely. And because, you know, look, any business, the way that they look at it is the reporting agencies have a, a type of score they call the financial stress score. And the financial stress score is literally designed to depict your risk of filing bankruptcy in the next 12 months. And when you have a profile that they populate with no credit reporting, they immediately give you Almost as high of a financial stress score as you can get to indicate that you're extremely high risk of potentially filing bankruptcy because you have no open credit in the business name. So if you think about it, consumer FICO score is kind of the same way. 30% of your consumer FICO scores made up of what's called utilization. What percentage of your credit limits you're using when you're maxing out your credit cards or you don't have available credit, you really damage that aspect of the score. Now, if you think about it, 35% of your entire FICO scores payment history 30% 30% is utilization. So FICO is telling us that they look at your utilization almost equally as important as how you pay your bills, which means if you're paying your bills on time or if you're paying your bills late, then by over utilizing your accounts, by having balances that are high compared to your limits, you could almost damage your score as much as if you paid your bills late. That's how important they see that it is that you have available money because when you have access to credit that's available to you, you are a lower risk of default because if you ever run into an emergent situation, you just use your credit to get yourself out of it. It's the same thing as a business. When they look at the worthiness of a business credit-wise, a business that has no access to credit is extremely high risk because if anything unexpected happens, that business doesn't have the reserves to tap into to get themselves out. That's why in the consumer and commercial world, the reporting agencies look at the fact that you have credit available as so important to get yourself away from danger if danger potentially occurs that's incredible and how fast
1: um can a business actually build their business credit
2: well much faster than consumer credit you know consumer credit you've got to have credit for six months to even be issued a fico score and you know you'll talk to people that have had credit for three four five even seven ten years that don't have 20 $30,000 limit accounts. Um, in the business world, you can start getting vendor credit, which is how you start building a business credit profile and score immediately right away. That credit takes about 30 to 60 days to report. Once that credit starts to report, then you start to get what I call a retail credit or store credit. This is Apple and you know Amazon and Walmart and Best Buy. It's, it's credit at most major retailers and stores. Once you get that credit and you have a total of about 10 to 14 accounts reporting, then you get to the final stage, which are Visa cards, MasterCards, American Express cards, or what we call cash credit, even auto vehicle financing. So from the beginning to that point, takes you about six months to get there and then of course at that point it never stops just like consumer credit you continue to build it the more credit you get the more higher the limits are the more types of financing and credit become available so you never stop building business credit it continues to grow with the business but it only takes about six months to get to the t- top tier uh, that you need to get to to get the visa cards the Mastercards, the american express uh the auto vehicle financing
1: Okay. And and does a company have to be a certain sort of entity like um, S Corp or LLC, or can they be a sole proprietor?
2: Well, any entity can build business credit. So, you know, any entity can come in as long as you have an EIN number. So as a sole proprietor, you don't even have to have an EIN, but if you have an EIN, then you can build business credit under the EIN. Okay. It's the same as personal credit, right? You can't build credit here in the United States if you don't have a social because the credit's linked to the social. It's the same thing as a business. You have to have the EIN because the credit's linked to the EIN but you should know that a sole proprietorship and partnership the problems with those entities are that you are the business you and the business are one and the same so there's a lot of problems and repercussions there. If the business ever gets sued, you get sued. You you are the business. So, if anybody ever sues the business, then they can come right after and sue you. They could take all your personal assets. These are things you want to avoid. So, corporations are the best entities to really file under because then you and the business are separate. So, you can separate your personal and your business liability. Now, an LLC is another way to go. Even though it's not officially referred to as an entity per the IRS, an LLC, will limit your liability so an LLC or a corporation you want to choose those two because you and the business are separate you can separate your liability and then that way as you're building business credit you've also got an entity where you're you have the ability to separate your liability and that's the best way to kind of keep your your personal family's uh, finances and assets safe and secure. Okay that's great.
1: Thank you. That's great. Because I thought that and so many people just want to be sole proprietors because of like the taxes, except they don't realize that the the risk that they're taking when they
2: do that I think that's okay I think you know look a, a business in the, in the especially in the beginning stage it's kind of like a trial run right you, you think you have an idea you don't know if it's a business you you're not you're not sure what's going to happen so a sole proprietorship is sometimes cheaper to do it's sometimes easier in the beginning to get a up. and I don't think there's anything wrong with starting a business that way but when you know you've got something when you know that you're going to stick with it and make it a business you really as quickly as you need as possible need to change to an llc or a corporation now my advice depending on the state you're in is save yourself the headache and go right to corporation or llc right from the beginning but in florida that's cheap to do it's like 70 bucks here to set up an entity it's it's super easy but in california it's like six seven hundred to set up a corporation so sometimes there's just a financial barrier why people can't do it yeah
1: yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense Okay, I'm going to take a quick sponsor break, and then I have a bunch more questions for you. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have over 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up at our link, which is audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, you get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. Some examples of books you can listen to on audible.com are our guest book, Business Credit Decoded, and The Go Giver by Bob Berg. So visit audibletrial.com/slash businessgrowth, explore the books that are of interest to you, and receive one free audiobook when you sign up for the trial. Today we're speaking with Ty Crandall about business credit. So you mentioned before about starting – I'd like you to go back to that process. And before you do, Mike, you know, like, with what kind of credit? And my question is, is that the best way to go, the only way to go? Or, you know, is, is that your suggested process of um, store credit, retail credit, you had a whole process that you
2: went through sure absolutely well when you're building business credit the very first thing you want to do um is set up the business the right way set up the business credibly and you should know that lenders and credit issuers and suppliers and your customers anybody that's looking at your business one of the first things they're looking for is just to see are you credible are you visually reputable do you have what looks to be a legitimate true business and so that starts with the right entity, right? I mean, sole proprietorships are oftentimes solopreneurs right they're on their own they don't even have a really well established business so even choosing a corporation or or using an LLC those make you look more credible more legitimate Um, you know setting up your address the right way you never want to use a home address or or, excuse me you never want to use a UPS or a PO box address stay away from those you're better to use a real physical address if you have one for the business if not consider getting a virtual address. So somebody can go to creditsuite.com forward slash virtual to get a virtual address. And that's not through us. That's through Alliance. Uh, Regis is another one. What these companies do is they basically sell you, um, they rent you a mailing address. So you could still have an address that makes it look like you're in a big high rise building in Tampa, Florida. But the reality is you're only renting that address. You're only getting mail there. So you want to get a real physical business address if you can, a virtual address if you can't. And last resort, you want to use a home address. But if you use a home address obviously you're not going to look as legitimate and credible as others that don't um, your customers anybody that wants to could easily see that's a home address nowadays uh, Google street images of your business are appearing on your business credit report so your home address could appear there for example but what you never want to do is use UPS and PO box address you have to avoid those you want to get a business phone number or a voiceover IP number you can know, get one for 15 bucks 30 bucks through companies like RingCentral um, and these type of of, of uh, phone numbers give you legitimacy you're not using a mobile phone you don't want to use home phones on applications for credit um, or applications for financing you want to have a professional website set up you want to get a professional email address set up as well don't use yahoo google B, or, or those type of email addresses get your phone number listed with 411 make sure the phone number is toll free get a fax number as well nowadays companies like ring central can give you a toll free number and a fax number all in one to make it easy easy and then make sure that all of your stuff is is the same online and offline so make sure that your business name and your business address and your website your phone number that all that stuff that shows on Yelp or Bing or Yahoo is exactly the same as what is on your bank statement the secretary of state records and that's the same as the application you're filling out Uh, that congruency is very important so uh, the way I explain it is Every item on an application means something. Make sure that when you're filling out those items on applications for credit, that everything you're filling out gives you the persona, the perception of being credible. If so, and you followed that rule, then that's really the first step in qualifying for any kind of loans and credit. Um, and I'll jump into the other steps too, but then so let me just take a break and see if you maybe had any questions on step one. Now, Perfect. I have a
1: question but it's not on step one so go
2: ahead <laughs> all right. so the next step is that you want to get set up with the reporting agencies we've already determined that the reporting agencies can give you a failing score even if um, even if you don't have credit so you can go to our link which is creditsuite.com forward slash reports and at creditsuite.com forward slash report somebody can do a free search with all three of the reporting agencies Experian Equifax and Dun & Bradstreet just to see if anything's reporting on you now and if so it makes sense to probably pull your business credit reports maybe even dispute that stuff with the reporting agency if you see anything there that may be inaccurate and then you also want to get your DUNS number from Dun & Bradstreet and they can go right to creditsuite.com forward slash DUNS that's just D-U-N-S um, creditsuite.com forward slash DUNS that gives you a quick link to go right to Dun & Bradstreet's website to get the free DUNS number and that DUNS number is basically the first step to building business credit with Dunn and Bradstreet. They'll make you have a DUNS number to ever create a credit profile and score for you to ever give you a score. So make sure that you take that step to get the DUNS number. Now, once you've done these things, you have set up your business credibly, you've got set up with the reporting agencies. The next thing you want to do is start building credit. And that is typically done through what are called vendor accounts. And vendor accounts are companies like Uline, Quill, uh, Granger. Uh, Gemplers. So These are companies that will give you net 30 accounts, which means you have like 30 days to pay back whatever it is you borrow. They'll report the credit to the business credit reporting agencies. They will not require a personal credit check from you for approval. So this is credit you can get right away without a personal guarantee, right away without a personal credit check. You use the credit, you pay the bill on time or early, and then they report that credit to the reporting agencies. And as soon as about five of those type of accounts are reported, then you can move on to the retail store credit. Now, there's a shortcut here if you happen to have good credit 685 690 plus FICO score no derogatory items on your credit report then you may qualify for unsecured Visa MasterCards right now that can report to the business credit reporting agencies. Those will have a personal guarantee they will have a personal credit check but they also will report on your business credit reports not your consumer credit reports. so it's a quicker and easier way to build your business credit if you want to provide the personal guarantee and you don't mind the credit credit check and anybody can give us a ring or send us an email at our main um, phone number that they can find on our website and we'll talk to them more about qualifying for that program so again there's two ways to go there's the personal guarantee I have good credit I want to use that to get Visa cards Mastercards, right away or there's the using the vendor credit route either of those will then get somebody to that next step of starting to get the retail and, uh, and, and store credit.
1: Okay That is so great. Um, Now, here's the question that I had. If, if there's somebody listening and they're thinking to themselves, okay, well, this is really great. Uh, Apparently I'm going to get dinged currently. And like, since I started my business 10 years ago, I have yet to really need, you know, anything more than a business credit card, Um, but I'm hearing that I should probably be establishing lines of credit with my vendors and, and whatnot. Even though I don't buy a whole lot, are you recommending that they go ahead and do it and then instead of just paying for whatever, they go ahead and put it on the card and then pay the card or put it on the line of credit at the vendor and then pay it?
2: you know, when the invoice comes? Sure. Uh, Let's look at our company, for example. We buy a lot of stuff on Amazon. I think a lot of companies do. We have an Amazon corporate account that required no personal guarantee, no personal credit check to get approved. Everything we buy on Amazon, we have no problem paying it as soon as we buy it. But why not? Instead, what we do is we use our corporate card with Amazon, we pay it off every single week, and we do the same thing that we would do with or without the Amazon corporate account. The difference is, is that Amazon corporate account reports on our business credit reports. Our business credit reports are showing that we're using thousands of dollars with Amazon regularly. And then that helps us get higher scores, which make us more lendable, help us get better rates in terms on the financing we get, help us have a better perception to prospects, clients, competitors, anybody that wants to actually access our commercial credit reports. So we're doing the same thing. We're buying stuff and and, and paying the bill. We're not paying interest on it we're paying it off before the interest accrues. The only difference is we're getting the added benefit of a trade account reporting to the business credit reporting agencies, which by the way, Amazon reports to Equifax, Experian, and Dun & Bradstreet. So we're building credit with all three reporting agencies. And whenever down the road, we need to get a loan, we need to get a credit line, um, any of those type of things, it's easier for us to do it versus the person that's just trying to pay for Amazon as they go, even though we're both accomplishing the same thing. We're both ordering from Amazon we're both paying the bills right away um, we both don't need to get the credit to buy from Amazon the difference is we get all the added benefits of the trade line the reporting which helps make us more lendable and get access to more credit whereas other people don't have that luxury
1: that's great thank you thank you that that is, is I so appreciate that answer I totally get it and I really like the example with Amazon because so many people use Amazon, but they don't realize that Amazon has that business side.
2: Right. And, where, and then yeah, yeah. I feel like you hit on a major point. I mean, the problem that we see in that I, I've spent 17 years in financial services and the problem I've seen is that people, this, this way of thinking that you don't go to get money until you need it is really, really not the way you want to think because that's not what lenders and credit issuers want. Lenders and credit issuers will freely give you money, not freely as if you don't need to pay interest on it, but freely as in they'll, they'll gladly give you approvals when you don't need them. But when you do need them is when they don't want to give it to you because your back is against the wall. And that's what Mm -hmm. we see all the time. We see people come in that use their personal credit to fund their business. They ignore advice like this or don't know about it. Then they max out their personal credit cards. Then they come looking for help. The problem is it's too late then. Now all the people that could have issued you credit won't because they're worried that you're desperate because you're, you're, you're maxed out on your credit. You know, now your credit scores are in the toilet. So your ability to use the personal credit to be able to do the things you need to do, you can't do that. Nobody wants to lend you money when you're in trouble. And this is why when it comes to revolving credit, credit that you only need to pay on when you use it, well, why wouldn't you get that? Get all yeah. the revolving credit lines and credit cards you can, all of them. Ready in case anything comes up unexpected, they're immediately there. Maybe you want to take advantage of an opportunity. Uh, One of your competitors is getting ready to go under and wants to sell it to you for pennies on the dollar. Maybe they're just getting bored of running the business or maybe uh, your, your marketing campaign fails, your air conditioning goes out. It's good to have all that credit when you need it. And that's what we see about business credit. It's just like consumer credit. You can't ignore it for the rest of your life. At some point, it will catch up to you. At some point, you're going to want that credit card from your bank. You're going to want the credit line. You're going to want the loan. At some point in a successful business's history, you will need it. And no one, nobody wants to wait till they need something to get it. Start building it before you need it. Then that way, when it goes time to get that SBA loan, et cetera, you don't have to spend months or years building it then. You've already built it and done the legwork. So then when you need it, it's available for you to get.
1: Yeah, this is so interesting for me because I, I think so many people, the first thing they do is go to the SBA and the SBA says, okay, wait a minute. you're you're not an entity yet. You, you know, you, you have no proven revenue or success or, or whatever. And, and it's really, really hard to get the business loan. But what I'm hearing you say, so correct me if I'm wrong, is you can get the vehicles that you need to be able to fund the things that you need in your business by starting with, You know, store credit, like Amazon, Office Max, like that kind of thing and work your way to, or go ahead and get a credit card as long as you're okay, as long as your personal credit's okay, but get a business one so that you can start building up that credit score.
2: Sure. I mean, you know, listen, that that's kind of the, the lay of the land is that, you know, a lot of people um, think that they can get money from their bank when they need money. And we're conditioned to it as a society, right? Like that's what banks yeah. do. Banks have money. And when we need money, banks give us money. The problem is, is that banks are government insured and the government requires that banks in the United States be very conservative with their risk. Like they cannot engage in risky lending. The problem is is that in the business owner space business lending is very risky because the vast majority of businesses fail. That's what every statistic shows us. And what the statistics also show us is that businesses that make it past year three, four, or five have substantially better chances of survival. So, the SBA, one of the first requirements they have is give me three years tax returns because you can't even apply unless you've been in business more than three years, right? That's their deterrent to say don't even bother if you're not over this initial three-year hump. But we also know that it's the startups, the first one to three years, the zero to three years, they need the most money. They need the most help, <laughs> right? So the yeah. whole system is designed where your bank will not help you unless you have collateral Tax returns that verify increased growth, revenues, and profits, good personal credit, business credit, and bank credit. So what that means is it means, for example, SBA has a minimum FICO SBSS score. This is the FICO small business score of 140 to get approved. If you have zero business credit bill, you cannot get a 140. So you can't even qualify for an SBA loan. No any which way or form, without building business credit first. That's how important FICO, that's how important to SBA, that's how important conventional banks feel business credit is. They won't even touch you, won't even consider you for a loan unless you built business credit. So you can't walk into a bank as a startup. You can only walk in there when you have established credit, when you have the revenue, when you have the collateral, when you don't have these things. That's when business credit can really help you. And there's a lot of alternative financing out there that can help you during those build up stages as well but banks are not the answer unless you're three four five years in business with a really well established business um up to that point what do you need for the business do you need paper you need office supplies you need pens you need desks you need furniture you can use business credit for every every amount of that. You can buy the computers. you could buy the desks. you can buy the furniture. You can use business credit to fund for all of that. Not only will it help ease cash flow while you 're building it, but then you 're building this huge asset of a credit profile and score for the business that when it comes time to get loans and credit lines, et etc, you have easily available to get so for example. We have a $100,000 credit line through a company called Fundbox. The credit line required no personal credit check for me whatsoever. The interest rate on it's less than 5%. And whenever we may need to use it for anything, we just use it. Well, that's because we've followed this process of building business credit, making sure that we are lendable. So when we need money, we have it. And now we have access to money before we need it. That's exactly what most businesses should do. They have the revolving credit card then they have, eventually they have the ability to start getting credit lines, etc., that are available to them whenever they need it.
1: Okay. So I, I, um, is, is there, a, how do I want to ask this question? So someone starts a business and they incorporate, so they have an EIN number. Are they going to be contacted by Credit issuers like credit cards. I know PayPal's got a line of credit. Whatever these organizations, and and offer these very young companies lines of credit at higher interest rates.
2: Well, there's a for higher- what there's a kind of funding out there called merchant cash advances or revenue lending. And probably nine and a half out of 10 pieces of mail we get as business owners soliciting us for money are all these really high interest rate, uh, revenue lending merchant cash advances and their interest rates could be 25, 30%. They could be 60, 65% we've seen. Whoa. I mean, it's really, really high. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not saying these things are bad. The reality is if, if I'm going to spend 50 grand, to buy something that makes the business two hundred grand, well, you know, I don't care about the interest. I write it all off, and I'm spending fifty to make two fifty or two hundred, whatever. But you know, these aren't ones you get just to have laying around. These aren't ones you just use for general purposes. These are ones you're using for an acquisition or to make a move that will instantly pay itself many times full in 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 additional revenues, additional profits. Um, but But when you start building business credit, when you start getting the Uline, the Quill, the Granger, the Gimplers, and then you move into that next stage of store credit, you start getting the Amazon and the Dell and the Apple. When you start to get approved for these, that's when you start getting the the offers in the mail for credit cards. Those are when you start getting the opportunities to get the credit without the personal guarantee and without the personal credit check and with interest rates that are very similar to what you'd pay with consumer credit cards. And that's kind of the way I explain is that when you need money for a business never think about how much you need never go man I need 50 grand to get this business off the ground no 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 don't think of it that way map out what you need the 50 for what do you need 50 for I need 10 grand in office supplies and I need 10 grand in computers and 10 grand in furniture and the reason you want to do that is because to go get anybody to lend a startup 50 grand might not be easy But to get a $10,000 Dell credit card, oh, that's really easy. You can get that in 60 days, 90 days, no worries. You can get the $10,000 IKEA credit card for furniture. You can get the 10,000 Staples, Office Depot. So now all of a sudden you don't need 50. You only need five grand in physical cash for payroll. And the other 45, you use store credit cards to be able to get when you think of it and do it that way, then you can use revolving business credit to pay for almost everything you need to get the business up and going and running. And some things like payroll and stuff like that may take physical cash. But even then, if you go to look for a loan for five grand or 10 grand, you're going to have a much better chance of getting that from a place like PayPal, even if it is higher interest and paying lower interest on the 30, 40,000 you used revolving credit cards to get. Awesome. I I
1: am. I just have to say that that I so this has been so enlightening for me um, because you know, like probably a lot of my listeners are like me, solopreneur, bootstrapped, didn't need a lot of money to get started, and so, but didn't know any of this. Like I'm writing, I'm taking notes, right? I'm writing down <laughs> things I need to do <laughs> to come improve my situation because that doesn't mean that, A, that I'm always going to be a solopreneur or B, that I'm not going to be wanting to, to engage in certain growth practices and want to be able to do it and, and be able to use credit to do it so I'm not shelling out the, the cash in the moment.
2: Right. And I think a lot of people like that. I have friends that are in lifestyle businesses, meaning that they make enough money for them to have a lifestyle they want to have. They spend a lot of their time with their children. They travel with their family and they take vacations all the time. You know, they don't have the goal of building, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 figure businesses. And with those people, maybe you don't need credit. Maybe you don't need capital. You know, there, there are situations where everybody doesn't have to have access to money my friends that own lifestyle businesses they have no desire to build business credit nor should they as long as they're thinking short term and that's what they want for themselves and great But anybody that wants to grow this, that wants to have a successful exit, that wants to sell it, that wants to pass on the business to somebody else, anybody that is thinking about those kind of exit strategies, well, then you definitely want to use business credit because it provides you the money to fuel the business. And it also becomes one of the biggest assets the business has. You know, if somebody can choose between buying your business and somebody else's, they're always going to choose the business that's 100,000 in available credit, um, immediately available to them the minute they take ownership versus the one that has zero. So depending on what you're looking to do, if you just want to run this as a little side hustle, it might not work, it might not even matter to you. But unless you're using your personal money, then it should. But if you're going to grow it into a business, then and it really becomes a point where most people want to consider this because it becomes a huge asset and it just eases cash flow constraints while you're getting the business off the ground and, and making it successful.
1: Fabulous. That's so great. So if, there, if, so if we have people listening, and this is the first time they've heard any of this, which I'm imagining is a good number of them, um, are, there, are there things we haven't talked about, like tips that you can give them so they can go out there, make sure that they're getting and keeping a good credit profile and score?
2: Absolutely. Well, the first thing that is, you know, we talked about a lot of the steps, setting up the business credibly, getting your business credit report set up, getting to get with Dun & Bradstreet, getting the vendor credit. Then we kind of briefly talked about the next two steps, which is then getting the retail credit, getting the Amazon, getting the Apple, the Walmart. Uh, then when you have about 14 accounts, then you can get auto vehicle financing and, and and you can get the Visa cards, the Mastercards, the American Express cards. So right now, uh, American Express and PNC Bank and Chase Inc are great sources for those. So that's kind of the steps. Now you know the steps. The next thing or tip wise is, you know, first don't put your social security number on the application for credit. Whenever you supply a social security number, you're providing a personal guarantee Mm -hmm. and you're providing a personal credit check. If you want to do that, great. Keep providing a social. If you don't want to do that, leave the social security number blank on the application. Never put anything in place of a social on an application that's not a social, but you can leave the social security number blank and still then be able to qualify based on the merits of your business credit, not based on your personal credit. Again, if you follow the right steps. If you go to get a Staples credit card right now after listening to this and you didn't build any initial vendor credit or build any initial accounts, well then Staples will deny you. But if you've applied and went through the the proper steps, got the five vendor accounts first, then got 10, 14 accounts um, or more to get the Visa card, MasterCard, then you're going to be able to get approved leaving the social security number off the application. The other tip is Don't think that what I told you today applies to loans. You can eventually get loans without a personal guarantee, eventually get loans without a personal credit check, but usually that's a really well-established business. Businesses that are doing millions in, in sales, they're going to want to see financials, they're going to want to see other factors other than just your business credit. Your business credit by itself doesn't make you lendable, but it helps you get more money, it helps you get better terms, and it helps make you more lendable by having it established. So keep that in mind. Um, The other thing to keep in mind is there's a lot of money out there for the sole per new, the startups, the, the companies that have been business less than five years. So pay attention to that. You know, if they go to, um, our website creditsuite.com. The top right of our page is our YouTube channel. We have all kinds of videos that map out a bunch of different get ways to get money, even as a startup or even if you have credit issues. Look at those other options. Business credit isn't the only way to get money. There's a lot of other ways to get money out there that a lot of business owners just don't even know about. So make sure that you know about those things. Make sure that you don't provide the Social Security number on applications for credit while you're building business credit. um, If you don't want to personally guarantee, you don't want that personal credit check. So those are some of my best tips that I would give somebody that's out there looking for capital or looking to build business credit that we really haven't touched upon just yet.
1: Boy, those are great. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, t- truly, uh, people are going to be listening to this a couple of times. Um, hopefully, but they don't have to because I would love it if you would talk with them about the website, about Credit Suite and all of the resources that you have there and how they can get your books, how they can find you, everything you got
2: going on. Well, I think you sure. provided a great link to where they can get Audible. Um, and can you go ahead and repeat that if you don't mind?
1: Oh, sure. It's audibletrial.com slash So
2: I'm a huge audible fan I listen to audiobooks all the time on audible and that's why I put business credit decoded on there so if you like to listen on the go get that app from audible get your free book um, maybe mine will be your first free one maybe you choose another one but get business credit decoded you can listen to that on the go if you like to listen on the go then go to our website creditsuite.com At the top right of our page you can access our podcast the business credit financing show and you can listen on the go without you know without needing to do anything else so you can actually come in and get some tips as you go. Um, And then we also have our YouTube link at the top right of the page where we have hundreds of videos that teach you how to get business credit, how to get financing, what banks are looking for, how the credit scores and all these things, business and commercial um, and consumer actually really work. Um, And then, you know, access us on our other social platforms. Like on Facebook, for example, we go live every single week. We do live training using blackboard, chalkboards, and whiteboards. And then we also, um, you answer questions live I'm on there hosting doing live Q&A sessions answering questions as we go so people can have the questions as they're going through this process answered so if they just go to creditsuite.com the top right of our page there's all kinds of resources that can help and we also have a free guide that can help as well creditsuite.com forward slash EIN So creditsuite.com forward slash EIN maps out in much more in depth than what we've had time to go through here, the exact steps to take to build business credit. And that's a great resource to help everybody uh, that's looking to build their business credit as well.
1: Oh my gosh. That this website, seriously folks, this website um, creditsuite.com with, you know, go to the homepage, go to any of those pages has, So many incredible resources for you. And, um, you know, we're linking to it on the show page. You've got a whole bunch of slash report, slash virtual, slash EIN, or three that I have written down that I picked up on. Um, Really, just incredible. Ty, thank you so much for joining me and sharing this information with everyone.
2: Dan, thanks for having me on. I just think this information is so valuable that everybody at least knows business credit exists, knows the steps to get it. And uh, you've been an amazing host. I think everybody has a lot of good actionable information that they can uh, leave the show with today. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thanks.
1: Boy, I, I, and I totally, I mean, thanks for saying that I was a good host, but seriously, this information is so important and you offered it in a way that really did give people actual steps they can take, things they can do. And, you know, they can always go to the website, they can watch the tutorials, they can listen to the podcast, they can get your book on Audible, I mean, just on and on. So thank you not only for joining me, but for providing all of those resources to to business owners so that, boy, they can figure this thing out. I mean, this is, I had no idea that you could be dinged for not having business credit. So I mean, that is one of the biggest takeaways that, that I'm taking from this and creating a little to-do for myself. So all you listeners out there, thank you for listening to this, and you should be doing the same thing. Um, and love to thank the sponsor. Uh, remember, uh, you can get a free trial and a free audiobook by going to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.
0: Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.